Live as if you were to die tomorrow and learn as if you were to live forever. If you're wondering who said that, it was Mahatma Gandhi. And I've been lurking on this quote for quite a few days now. I guess I needed some motivation to work these days. Yeah, it's tough times. And I've been procrastinating a lot more than expected, I guess. Yeah. So for today, I just hope that all of you guys are fine and happy and just staying inside for now. For myself, I've been doing quite fine, I guess. Um, just to tell you that I colored my hair blonde just yesterday. And, well, I think it's a big change. And it's quite right to say that the quarantine has gotten over my head. And so for today's podcast, I'm talking with a travel blogger who was voted Best British Travel Blog 2019. She's a female solo adventurer who has been on her journey since she was 19. In this particular episode, um, we're going to talk about her story of becoming an influencer and mostly how coronavirus has affected the travel industry and the future of it. So I just hope that you just sit back, relax, and I think so you will totally enjoy this podcast with one of my guests, Steph, the author of BigWorldSmallPockets.com. Go check out her blog. It's amazing. She's an amazing person, so full of life and I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy this particular episode. So let's go. You're listening to a Nomad's Way podcast where we share the exploits and advices of travel gurus for making your travel easy and affordable. And now your host, who wish on making travel a global religion, Kunal, aka the Hopeless Nomad. And I would say just thank you so much for accepting this invitation. And thank you for well, having me. Welcome to the show of A Nomad's Way. <laughs> and, and I would love for you, like I would love you to introduce yourself a bit to the audience that is gonna see you and that is gonna hear you on every other platform. Great. Well, yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited because this is my first kind of podcast appearance, actually. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's also a learning curve for me, which is great. Um, my name is Steph. I'm the creator and editor at a travel blog called Big World Small Pockets, which, as you know, is all about how to see more of the world for less. So <laughs> a lot of budget traveling because that's where my... Uh, you know, that's what I always did was backpack um, and and travel on a shoestring. So I really wanted to share tips, advice and stories about how other people could do that. Mm-hmm. And I think I because I travel as a solo female traveler, um, inevitably, there's a bit of a solo female um, adventurer angle to the blog as well. Yeah. And and my real passion is getting off the beaten track. So there's quite a lot of um, less discovered places. I travel a lot in Africa and the Middle East and um, parts of Latin America. So I really love discovering new travel spots as well or rediscovering um, and sharing those to make those places seem more accessible to people as well. Yeah. Don't discover for themselves. So that's what Big World Small Pockets is all about. (laughs) That's amazing because I read about the first adventure that you that you did like when you were 19 and you just (laughs) 
just so okay bye bye like i'm going <laughs> i've been going for a while you see <laughs> yeah that yeah. was actually in between when i finished high school and uh before i did my undergraduate degree mm-hmm. and it's quite common in the uk that people take what we call a gap year yeah um and so that's what i did at that point i was traveling with a very good friend and um well, most people on their gap year went to Australia or maybe to Southeast Asia. We were yeah. like, let's go to Africa. <laughs> um, so we did. So we went to South Africa and ended up um, traveling also there for, I think, four months or six months. And then came to Mozambique, mm-hmm. which was really fairly undiscovered by, by the tourist trail then. And meeting some people and sailing on a catamaran up the coast of Madagascar <laughs> to the Comore Islands, which are French territory yeah. uh, north of Madagascar that, I mean, nobody ever goes to. And yeah, it was just totally on a whim. And I think that sense of freedom that I got from that trip, even though I subsequently did an undergraduate degree and a master's, mm-hmm. I just couldn't shake that feeling of exhilaration and excitement and opening my mind that that experience had given me and so I always kind of from then on traveled between periods of study and work um until eventually I was kind of able well I decided to and have subsequently been able to make it my full-time job which is a dream really you know because like you know right you get that itchy feet you get that travel bug and um some of us just can't shake it. <laughs> <laughs> that so. is true. That is true. Like right now, it's so difficult to sit at home. You're just like uh, always on the window. Okay, the sun is rising. The sun is going down. <laughs> Where's the adventure? I need the adventure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, what's that? What's the first adventure of yours to to Africa? The 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 one in which the travel bug bit you or was there another inspiration to it i mean that really that travel you know at 18 19 was was kind of the the beginning of it um mm-hmm. but obviously the blog didn't start for 10 years later you know in those days there was no smartphones yeah we didn't travel with any technology you know my parents would get a call from a payphone <laughs> once a month or you know we would email from an internet cafe so it's a different world um after my master's, I then um, worked for a bit freelance in London and then decided to go to Central America. Actually, my friend called me up and was like, I'm going to Guatemala. Do you want to come? And I was like, yes, I do, because <laughs> I just can't say no to a venture. Oh, so wow. I so, um, ended up going to Guatemala and actually then staying in Latin America for over two years. So that was kind of the process from, I would say, maybe a traditional career path that I was following kind Mm -hmm. of until that point into like, actually, I'm just going to travel and and see where this takes me. So that was also like a pivotal trip. I worked when I was out there. So I worked in hospitality and other jobs that I could Mm -hmm. in the travel industry out there to just support my adventures, basically. So that was a shift, I guess, quite a pivotal shift into like full-time traveling, yeah. really much longer term backpacking and being able to like fund that as a lifestyle, really. Yeah. So that was a pivotal trip number two, I guess. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. So I think you're kind of a person who doesn't like to plan stuff and just go with the flow or something. 
I do like that. I do like that. Although <laughs> when you're a blogger, trust me, you've got to be, you've got to be more planned. Like um, so the way that you travel changes di very differently because now, of course, I travel for me and um, what I want to go and do. But there's also this thing in your mind. You're, you're always um, thinking about tips or writing notes or taking photos or what's the advice I can give people about this. So um it has to be a lot more structured um yeah. yeah i have to have a bit more of a plan you know i know i have to be around the internet most yeah. days <laughs> you know there's stuff like that or i have to have period you know weeks where i don't move so i can catch up on work so yeah feel pretty floaty but not as floaty <laughs> as i once was <laughs> going off the grid like most of the time in the drive. i was yeah i was definitely a very off grid now i'm i'm probably about 80 percent on grid and just because i have to be for work yes. you know like yeah, you know yourself absolutely. if you work in digital business or consultancy or social media it's a world that never sleeps you know yeah. and um and to um develop your business and keep up your business and your following you kind of need to be present so there is you know there's time for time out, definitely, yeah. but there's also, there's a lot of time when you're, not, you're on. Yeah, you're in, you're on. <laughs> you're in front of a screen, which is less glamorous than people think it is, but that's, you know, that's the reality. So. Yeah, exactly. So talk to me about like uh, the last year when you got the best travel blogger in, 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 uh, in London, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's that? How's that feeling and everything? It's just honestly, it's just mind blowing. I mean, there's a a video that somebody captured me when they announced it. And I'm just like this. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't believe it because, um, I mean, even first to be nominated is amazing. Um, recognition of your work because when you have like this small dream right that seems mm -hmm. crazy like you could travel full-time and write about it and you could make a living out of that and people would want to read what you know or see what you're experiencing it's like wow and mm -hmm. then you obviously put in a lot you know years and years of a lot of work um and learning a lot of new skills and you know defeats and you get back up and you pick yourself up and you carry on and so to have all of that recognized by and a body like the British Travel Awards, who, you know, gave me the award, is, yeah, it's like, it's just amazing feeling. And, um, and I just can't believe it, because when you sit there and you write a blog, you, it's not like a normal business where you might meet your customers or you engage with people. It's just yeah. you behind a laptop. So you don't, you know, of course you have interactions with your followers, but you're not necessarily, like now, you know, it's great to hear and speak to you but it's always with screen or you know it's yeah exactly it's a it's way of doing words, business the words and the pictures and that's and you're it. just putting it out there and and so you kind of realize that oh yeah people do read what <laughs> i write or there is people out there kind of saying we really like what you do or we find what you do valuable or interesting and so that award was like amazing for showing me that in a way and Absolutely. um yeah, and growing the business, of course. I mean, it's a great thing to be able yeah. to put on the blog to help accelerate it. Mm -hmm. So, the, was, was, were there a lot of people, people who were, or like women like you, who were inspired by you when you got that award? Um, 
I mean, I do get messages from from other solo female travelers saying that, yeah. you know, that I've helped them to travel or they've been inspired by my adventures. And that is the, honestly, that's the most amazing feeling. Like that's up there with the awards for me, because if you exactly. are able to help somebody do something that they wanted to do or show them it's safe to do that, or that they have the capacity to do that. And yeah. um, I love getting messages like that. Like yeah. often they come through Instagram and, and it just makes my day every time. I'm just like, and they're like, thank you. And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but and we were all inspired by others. You know, there's lots of other solo female travelers or travelers in general that have inspired me as well. So it works, you know, it works in a circle. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's the great thing about the travel community, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's pretty interesting. And so let's talk about the travel industry and what is it, it is like at right now, because we are under confinement and it's kind of, I think so it's tough for all the influencers and bloggers out there and even like travel agents and everyone, because I don't think so there is any customer who is looking to travel right now. Yeah, it's, um, it's a really tough time for the industry. Um, and obviously I'm just a small part of it and the influencer community is just a small part of it as well mm -hmm. but we're all suffering and I think it happened so quickly that also people weren't prepared um yeah. at the minute it's kind of paused to be honest and so it should be you know I'm not promoting travel right now this is a time for us all to stay home and stay safe and get over this as you know a collective as quickly as possible and get back to normal life um mm -hmm. It's a horrible situation for many, many people. And even though it's tough as a travel blogger, you know, like, trust me, nobody's reading travel blogs right now, that it's a very, you know, the problems are bigger than that in the world. So it's not, you know, we're still very lucky. Nice. Um, yeah. So, and it will come back, you know, and the more that we all behave responsibly now, you're inside, I'm inside, you know, the quicker we can all get back to normal and to the freedom that we were so used to, to be able to travel, you know, or certainly from, from my experience as a, as a European particularly. Um, I think that's one thing is like we have, well, I speak from my own personal experience. I understand not everybody in the world has this at all, but mm -hmm. even more so like that privilege that I did have at least and that level of freedom is like, I never took it for granted, but now, given the current global situations, I realize how privileged I was and what an amazing opportunity that is. And yeah, and so that's a great reminder, but also like, let's all take responsibility for ourselves and each other's now, and then we can get back out there to enjoying those freedoms that we probably took largely for granted, you know? That is true, that is true, because like there were, when we were going through this, there were some people who were still traveling. So that kind of made me feel sad because I know like traveling is a, it's kind of a freedom for, for everyone. But this time, I think you should just stay and stop just going out there because it's kind of yeah. difficult because it's kind of a difficult because if you get it and if you are in a family, then then it's, it gets much more harder to control it. And then it goes to community. Then it's like impossible to handle the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously I'm not, 
you know, a qualified medical professional or a scientist who's able to comment on it, really. Yeah. But, you know, I think we just all need to do what we're being told and to learn to relinquish a little bit of our individual freedom and to say, you know, we need to do this for our society and, you know, our community and, the, you know, the global community really as well. Yeah. So, yeah, time to stay at home <laughs> and plenty of time to travel. Can you imagine how excited we're all going to be when it's safe to travel again? That's going to be the best. That's going to be the best feeling. Exactly. Um, we would just run out and be like, "No, I'm not staying home now." See you after my Never again. <laughs> exactly. I'm out there. I'm out there. But as you know, this is also a great time to gain inspiration for when it's safe and that might be happening again. So, don't forget. My message would be to. Look at travel websites and read blogs and, you know, get inspired for when it is safe that we can do that. And you'll also help bring lots of small travel businesses like Big World Small Pockets and lots of us that are, um, you know, trying to, trying to keep going in this difficult climate. So planning and getting inspired is still okay. Yeah. Traveling waits for now. <laughs> exactly. This will be my message. Uh, yeah. do, do you think like, Let's just say it never happens, but if something like this comes in future, how can the travel industry be ready for it? Because uh, yeah, I mean, I can't answer that question. You know, the industry is so broad. You're talking from you know one man bands like me to massive airline companies. Like everybody yeah. will have different strategies in place. And but for example, it's like influencers such as you. How can they be prepared for? for such a set like let's not say major setback but a setback <clears throat> um honestly i mean the only piece of advice that i can give for other influencers is to diversify your your business model because if there's nothing happening in travel you can't make money from being in travel you know it's like as simple as that so look at your skill set and how can you diversify um you know start being creative if you're already influencing or blogging or video making or being creative you have that entrepreneur you have that creative ability so use that at this time to think about what else you can do and it might take you a while as well like you know ideas don't come like that sometimes it's sitting and just doing other stuff and learning the processing you know that creative process happen at the back yeah. but um I always say, you know, doors close, windows open. So what are the windows, you know? And that's what I'm doing at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm doing at the minute. So I'm keeping working on the blog because I do believe in travel. And this is, yeah, it's a setback, but it's, you know, things change. It will pass as well. Yeah. So keep working on your business, but also see this as an opportunity and some time. You know, we all have time now. Well, most of us do to think about other ways that we might expand or work or yeah be involved in stuff so yeah yeah that's that's so yeah that is nice because like every other business is suffering right now like even not it not like travel industry like it's every other business like they're closing down and, and imagine like the people who are working on that daily wages and everything it's, it's really hard for yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. A lot of this, this, this is the time, like, 
I think it would prepare ourselves, like us, to the future. Like such things can happen. Like you cannot take anything for granted. You have to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, and keep us on our toes. You know. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. it's good. Like it it creates you know yeah like a human uh, feeling to it. Like everything can be gone and just like that. <laughs> Right, and I think also how much we need to work together, like a, a massive thing like this current pandemic, you know, it needs everybody to work together to solve it. You can't just have yeah, one exactly. person doing that and yeah. how connected we actually all are, you know. I think that's what this has really shown and yeah. hopefully that's a message we can take forward. Yeah. To- you know. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about like I read on your blog like you your major aim for 2020 is uh to travel without taking a flight like reduce the carbon's footprint. How do you plan on doing that? Like, well, needless to say, it's changed a little bit now. Yeah. If you'd asked me this but, question a month ago, it would have been a different <laughs> answer. Yeah. Let's so, say 2021, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, just going to move this plan to next year. Let's just uh, 2020. It's, it's not a good yeah. year. <laughs> we're just going to. Yeah, we're raising it. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> it exactly. never happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I. I care really passionate about the environment. I have done for a long time. And I think we have a responsibility within mm-hmm. the travel industry and, you know, with a, let's say, influencing position within that industry to really promote sustainable, positive, sustainable actions and behavior. And so I, you know, I very minimal lifestyle anyway. If you've read any of my blogs, I travel with a back, one backpack, you know, um, yeah. yeah. Um, very low, yeah, low amount of staff, low footprint. Anyway, but the one place I did have a high comfort room was flight. I was flying a lot, especially last year. I think I took something horrendous, like 28 flights. And I really, yeah, it was a lot. And I felt quite guilty about it. And I traveled with like a reusable straw and a reusable coffee cup and all these things. And it just felt like really insignificant if I wasn't prepared to make these big changes about my behavior. So I decided that at the end of 2019, last year, that 2020, I would make a pledge not to travel. And I signed up to a campaign called Flight Free 2020, which is a campaign running in the UK of people pledging not to fly. Um, And so I planned this epic seven-month journey from the UK down to North Africa, through North Africa, back up through Europe, into Russia, across Siberia on the Trans-Siberian to Kazakhstan, all through Central Asia, across the Caspian Sea, back to like Georgia and Armenia and Turkey, where I've traveled before, and then across Southern and Eastern Europe and back up to the UK. So a big seven months, fully overland trip, you know, um, no flying, but buses, boats, bikes, cars, whatever. Wow. Get around. Yeah. Yeah. And I was... You know, that's the sort of adventure I love. I felt so excited about it. I'd actually spent January and February based in the UK, based in London this year, mm-hmm. because a trip like that takes a lot of planning. When you're traveling overland, you need to think more about um, tying 
journeys together and about visas because often exactly. you get some visas in advance so quite a lot of planning to do and i work with brands so um sorting out brand collaborations and stuff like that for the trip so yeah so i was all set so i set up in march and went through got the boat and then went through france and spain and down into morocco and spent two amazing weeks in morocco mm-hmm. And then things obviously started changing very rapidly in the yeah. world. Um, you know, borders started closing and travel really became restricted and it became quite clear that A, my journey wasn't going to be possible. B, it wasn't a responsible thing to do to be traveling or being away anymore. Um, and so I had to make this very quick decision before Morocco borders shut, which happens like one day to the next, basically, mm-hmm. to come back to the UK. Um, and unfortunately, I did have to fly. They, Morocco shut the border to Italy and Spain very quickly. So immediately boats were cancelled without any warning. Mm-hmm. So the boat option for me was no longer possible. And if you know much about where Morocco is, yeah, Algeria land, there's no land crossings, basically. You can't, yeah. I mean, you can go to Mauritania, but you're even more kind of off grid there. So, um, and then they started shutting borders very quickly to other European company countries like Germany, Belgium. And so I could just feel that the UK was next. So I just literally had to make this decision. And, and they did shut the borders to the UK, I believe, actually, when I was in the air. So it was one of the last flights to get into the UK. Um, so it's quite a stressful time. Yeah. But I'm again, I'm very lucky to be safe. I know there's a lot of travellers and bloggers as well because we're quite connected as a community who are still in countries like Peru and, and Morocco and other countries that that made these snap border decisions and they weren't able to get out. So now I'm back in the UK, safe and well, which is the main thing, right? And uh, yeah. Just, I mean, who knows? Life is like this, right? At the minute for us all. So, yeah, Yeah. I will, if I'm able to travel again later this year, I will um, make new plans and and won't fly and Mm -hmm. and will create probably around Europe or a smaller mini non-flying adventure, depending how everything goes and uh, start the big adventure again next year Mm -hmm. with everything goes well by then i mean we just don't know really yeah exactly so were you alone by, during this time always alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was is there is there like a sense was there a sense of like fear when you were going through this like even planning the trip and everything planning the trip no not at all i was just really excited yeah. um, and and being on the trip, no, not at all either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very used to it. You know, in, in a weird way, it's my routine. So I always laugh. Like, you know, everyone is nine to five in the office. I'm me and my backpack. You know, you don't have feel anxious about doing that, right? Because it's your everyday. My everyday is traveling with a backpack. So exactly. it's normal to me. So no fear, just lots of excitement and anticipation. And no fear in Morocco, like about health-wise, about getting the virus or other, you know, issues of being in a foreign country and culture. People were incredibly kind, loved my time there. I have to say a little bit of fear when they started closing the borders, only because I thought I might not be able to get 
out. And then when your choices start narrowing down or you have no choices, yeah, the dynamic changes, you know, and thinking I might not be able to see my family. I might be stuck here for don't yeah. know how long. Yeah. Right. And you're no longer in control then, you know, if the Moroccan government says do this or do that, you, you, you just have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's a different um, feeling when it's not your country and you, you know, you don't really understand the language, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, people said to me like, cause I was filming it all on Instagram stories, except as it was happening and people were like, Oh my goodness, for the first time, I think we saw you looking a bit anxious. And I was like, yeah, I was like this. We don't have to hide that, you know, it's all right to be scared sometimes. This is a scary time. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Nice that you were home then. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. So I think like to end this talk, I would just ask you to give one advice through the travel community that you can give. And or maybe the situation now or anything, in like anything <laughs> like you, you can share your favorite song, your favorite movie, or your favorite experience that was like just eye opening to you. Anything, God, pressure's on. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it we can't deny the situation that's going on at the minute, so I think that message about just remembering what a privilege freedom is and working together so that we can all enjoy that again in the future and that thinking about so holding on to that positive sense that we will this will pass we will be able to travel again and maybe when we do we will think more closely about the ways that we do that making them sustainable who we support when we you know when we travel so local communities small operators um working with that collective that we are now to defeat this situation let's keep that collective um sense going when we all can travel again nice that's beautiful (laughs) 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 that's kind of disingenuous (laughs) absolutely love it love that so yeah like i would just say like thank you so much for doing this it was just an amazing chat for me. It's a good start to my day, I was for sure. Ah, lovely. <laughs> and I hope that you do well, stay healthy and stay safe. And I wish that like, we can travel again very soon. Same to you. Stay safe. Stay, stay home. Stay safe. Exactly. I hope all your family and friends are well and uh, we'll get through this together. If you think this particular episode brought you with any value, leave a comment, like, follow, or whatever you want. And if you want to say hi or just share any of your beautiful travel stories, head over to hopelessnomad.com and just subscribe to your email list. Thank you for listening. Until next time.